Welcome back to Tipsy Theology with your boy, Paul. Today I want to talk about uh, the knowledge of God. And that's uh, it's on brand with what we've been talking about lately, but you know, it's a, it's a big conversation. It's a really big topic. I'm just one man. I'm a little sad today. I actually, I really wish Trey was here for this one. Hi. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> I could feel you needing me. That was so good. <laughs> you had a sense it was the bat signal. I had a, up. <laughs> I, somehow I got the signal hours ago. <laughs> And I Good. showed up. <laughs> so much time. I just turned it on like five minutes ago. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, it was. Weird. It must be like a, like a one of those weird like star things where it blew up millions of years before. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, so you want to talk about the knowledge of God? I think we should. And I just got my master's in theology. So you know everything oh, so about I know all of it. <laughs> so fill us in. <laughs> now that you know everything about him. <laughs> I, oh, when I got my diploma, I told my mom, I said, well, I've mastered God, and she hated that. <laughs> Not a fan. That's weird. Kind of surprised. You're surprised <laughs> that my mother didn't like that? Oh, that's great. <laughs> All right, so I forget how to do this. What do we, do we just talk to each other? It, yeah, so it's like a having a conversation, oh. <clears throat> only better, because other people get to listen to it. Oh. Wow. I know. Podcasting, that's crazy. Pretty good. <laughs> and I'm wearing my full podcaster garb as well for you. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the first thing I said when I saw you. You look like a <laughs> podcaster or a barista. <laughs> Probably and, both. And then recently, even though I just walked in the door, it's the first time I'm seeing you, I yeah. also thought you looked like, um... Timmy Turner off of the Fairly Odd Parents. <laughs> yeah. But the like Drake Bell version. She's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like uh can't say anything nice about him anymore though. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say I don't Maybe I shouldn't take that nicely. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> it's you boys. <laughs> I what I love about right now is the excitement of our first episode. In over a year. Well yeah. over a year, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. feels like the first episode we ever made. It's like that level of excitement is what I have right now. <laughs> Which is, uh, if you've seen that or heard it, <laughs> this is scary. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've even watched it. <laughs> oh my God. I'm get, I'm already picking up on like, I'm recognizing how loud my laugh is and so I'm shifting away. It's a pro move. Yeah, I feel like I'm a pro podcaster. <laughs> You're pro. I didn't even do that before when we did it for like a whole year. This is season two, baby. Yeah. Well, <laughs> production quality amped it up. It's up. <laughs> Look at you even self-censoring too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a terrible thing though. It's like, I've been living in Atlanta for two years now. Oh yeah. Oh man. I, I talk like the people. <laughs> I do. Wait, are the people, are they, do they self-censor there? No. Oh, they don't censor? No, no, I'm trying to self-censor. I'm, oh, I'm worried. I got you. I'm worried. You know, it's like it's like a small New York City, man. He's, That's true. That's true. They just kind of go for I it. I get really angry, too. <laughs> really angry. Yeah, and you're about to you're about to start driving. <laughs> that road race. Yeah, it's in my truck. 11 hours a day. <laughs> Woo-hoo. 
You should see me five minutes on South Florida. I could never do that. I used to be the best driver. Like people would ride with me and they'd be like, oh, so smooth. I can fall asleep. I use my turn signal. Oh, yeah. I slow around turns. Now I'm just weaving, baby. We- <laughs> God, I love it. We're just getting right back into it. So this is fantastic. This is, this is the beauty. This is the first conversation we've had in forever. Actually, I think it actually is. It has been a long time. Like, other than a few texts I send you after about every episode you release. <laughs> it's true. You're like, good so far. I haven't heard anything I disagree with yet. <laughs> I told you, I'm really good at self-censoring. It's amazing. <laughs> I always love the yet part, because I'm like, oh, wow, Trey and I are on the same page. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not yet. He, which, just, which we he will... just heard the intro of the podcast. <laughs> We're going to close this out with uh, why I don't like the ESV. Oh, know. beautiful. That's what the people want. That's what they, I think they need it. So I'll say, I was actually, um, it's funny, it was on LinkedIn. I had a, a, a message from someone, and I typically don't pay attention to those. I'm never on LinkedIn. But uh, I was like, oh, let's just see what's going on there today. This dude sent me a, a message uh, like a month ago. And I was like, oh, sorry, I'd never check LinkedIn. <laughs> and he said that specifically. He's like, I hope Trey comes on soon and talks about why he hates ESV. I'm like, no way. I usually get the emails where it's like, hey, your business is cool, but it could be better. <laughs> and this guy's like, hey, just letting you know, I love tipsy theology. And Trey needs to come on and talk about ESV. I'm like, no way. This is the best fan mail I've ever received in my life. I'm dying over here thinking about people on LinkedIn listening to Tipsy Theology. You mean professionals listen to this? Oh, man, Paul, I'm thirsty. Uh, we need a... You quite, picked a, quite thirsty. I've got two mystery cans here, and you picked one. Yeah, I picked the blue the so blue just, metal one. Just for all of you, now that we are audio only, I got I offered him two two different types of spirits. There is whiskey and absinthe. <laughs> and I was like, would you like this one or this one? And Trey's response was the the gif <laughs> of the little girl <laughs> in the taco shell commercials <laughs> saying, Why not both? <laughs> And then they lift her up. She's a hero. She saves the town. <laughs> and Trey is a hero. He saved this podcast. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so uh, one of them is in a blue canteen. Sure. I guess. Um, so we have no idea what's in it. I actually forgot which one's which. And the other one's a little water bottle. And he You picked- remember which one. You would not. Okay. Paul, you would not squeeze Blanton's <laughs> out of a track water bottle you're just gonna squeeze no no paul okay get over yourself you figured it out (laughs) we got blanton's in one of them (laughs) oh he knows me too well i'm having too much fun we haven't even started yet. Well, we have, but... We haven't talked about anything. <laughs> Not, uh, we can't talk about anything serious yet. Substantial. All right. Cheers, Cheers. Oh, oh, ASMR for you guys. Oh, my God. That's good. Isn't it delicious? Thank you, Jesus. We're Blanton's. Mm. <laughs> this episode brought to you... Sponsored by... <laughs> Please? <laughs> <laughs> I'm ha- I keep having deja vu in the middle of me saying stuff, and I'm like, I don't know if I should just 
say this or if, <laughs> is it just too much? Am I having too much fun? Do it. <laughs> if we're not having fun on here, we're not doing anything. <laughs> well, could you exp- could you really expect us to like get into a conversation? Just jump right into it? That's Absolutely crazy. Not. You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny that you say that too, because I've have had people be like, yeah, I tried listening to your podcast, but the first 15 minutes of it was just you guys just like chatting, talking about whiskey. I'm like, and? <laughs> yeah. And you were obviously not our target audience. So skip 15 minutes in. <laughs> Or that. I mean, yeah. Paul's, Paul's more evangelical. He spreads his net wider. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> my message is for everyone. My, I've been as living in Atlanta. As long as it's not about whiskey. Mine's just, if you don't like it, F <laughs> off. <laughs> I've also been watching Secession. Have you seen it? No. Oh, my God. The, the like, CEO, he runs, like, this huge conservative, like, media network, i.e. probably Fox is they're basing it <laughs> off of. <laughs> and he's just he they didn't have tucker carlson <laughs> tarlson <laughs> they famously he famously just says f off all the time but he doesn't censor himself oh because he's probably not a christian that makes sense <laughs> he's just playing one. <laughs> <laughs> oh we're gonna be here all it's night too good. we're gonna be here all it's night too good. you know the thing about like this chit chat right now and how much fun it is it used to bother me when we used to do it because I was like, oh, people aren't going to like this if we don't have enough substance. Yeah. And then I went and listened to about a thousand podcasts. <laughs> Nobody talks about anything. Ever. And, it, and they're not even chit-chatting. No, they're not even having fun. Do you know how many videos I've watched with like the difference between this and this? And I watch it and I'm like, I know less than I did before. <laughs> you, you somehow talked around this topic for 15 minutes straight. That's why I, stopped, that's why I started watching things in double time. I, I you watched taught me that. two videos at once now. <laughs> That's so, yeah. next level. Yeah. Well, I got two eyes That's and true. two ears. So <laughs> one headphone for each. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an alpha male. You know, <laughs> alpha mentality. Get on my level, bro. <laughs> I, have you seen that video where the dude's like, I live 20 days when you live one? <laughs> Every hour is a day for me. Yeah. <laughs> I go to bed at I go to bed at five PM <laughs> and I wake up at one in the morning. <laughs> Get on my level. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm gonna be doing as a truck driver though. <laughs> oh shoot. That's your schedule? Yeah, we leave at like three AM. No way. Yeah. Just got to beat rush hour. Well, if you don't get if you don't get off the clock by like five PM, you're not finding a parking spot. Really? Yeah. So dang, those are the things I, I wouldn't wouldn't have thought about that. You'd say you don't have much knowledge about the trucking industry. I don't, I don't. But just like God, you have much more knowledge than I do. <laughs> That's a good transition. Is that good? It's almost like I set you up. That was good. <laughs> See, we're pro podcasters. We're just we're setting each other up, teeing it off. Oh, is it my turn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and swinging the baseball bat. Okay. Woo! How are we going to have this conversation about the knowledge of God? Because now I have two degrees in Christian studies. That's true. And how many do you have? Well, <coughs> I did watch a YouTube video this morning. Okay. So. About equal. I think so. About equal. <laughs> Lucky for you, I went through this whole anti- <laughs> academy phase in the past year nice. 
I'm like, this is, I, I, I did get dumber in the past two years. I learned a lot. I know a lot of good phrases. I yeah. know a lot of good theologians. Yeah. I ain't know nothing though. Like I feel dumb. <laughs> Isn't that how it usually happens too? Yeah. Okay. So most people, you know, as the whole Socrates thing, you know, yeah. you know, I know nothing, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I actually made it. Like I did get, like, I think I lost brain cells. <laughs> Yeah, you know, actually, I'll say, <laughs> I'll say, I uh, I've experienced that myself. <clears throat> I feel like when I was in school, studying things, I felt good. But then, like after after high school, honestly, I was like, I got dumb. And here I am taking college courses, reading more than I did in high school. Mm-hmm. Those required readings. Sorry, mom. Sorry, my teachers. I never read those things. <laughs> I didn't read a I didn't read a sentence out of those things, but I knew everything that was in them <laughs> somehow. Yeah. Now. Mm-hmm. And I've read them. <laughs> I've read them now. <laughs> oh yeah, no, you read stuff and you're like, I didn't retain any of that. Like, wow, that went right out. <laughs> yeah, I gotta. I didn't. I didn't know you're taking classes. Oh no! So this one is actually my one of my church's offering. Okay. So it's not like a class class, but they're doing. It's about the Holy Spirit. Is this oh, one. sweet. So it's pretty cool. I wanted to talk about that. Oh, sweet. Cool. So you have something to teach me. I do. Cool. Well, I don't know about that. I'm still learning. <laughs> <laughs> we all are, Paul. We all are. <laughs> all right. So when you think of knowledge of God, hmm. what do you what do you think? What comes to mind? So when I when I hear that, I closely tie it to theology. <clears throat> That's very literal. Which is the study of God. <laughs> It's God talk. Yeah. 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 Which is probably not the answer you're looking for. <laughs> uh, we'll get, we'll, we'll complexify as we go along. Yeah. That's fair. I'm sure That's you fair. have other thoughts. Well, how, okay. So let me ask you some. <laughs> I'm sure I've had one. <laughs> <laughs> his name's Paul. He's never had a thought a day in his life. <laughs> Nuh-uh. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I distracted myself with that song. I had something. That's a good song. <laughs> <laughs> How's your editing skills? Have you gotten really good at like clipping stuff up? No, I do the Joe Rogan approach. Oh, the whole thing. It's just, just it is what it is. The video. The Unless whole, I sound stupid, then you cut that. I cut okay. that. Okay, but if I sound stupid, you'll leave that in. Yeah, good. Makes people, me sound smarter. The people should know. Yeah, they should. The people should. Know. They can't know about me. They can't know. <laughs> so here's my here's my follow up question. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the knowledge of God. In yeah. case you forgot. I did. <laughs> Sorry. You got... <laughs> How would you say we come to knowledge of God? Uh, good question. That like, is... how do you know God? Do you know God? Because mm. you know who God is because you did a yeah. podcast episode on it. I listened. I did. Sweet. Yeah. I love how I started that and ended that with, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Was that your answer? You can't know God? Not fully, yeah. Well, uh, come on, Paul. <laughs> Seriously, Obviously, most people don't. No, I mean that is that is a really that is a really solid question because it's kind of it, it's we can ask that about a lot of things, and I think a lot of it, in a way, it comes to, uh, I think it relies a lot on faith and trust of like what do we know about God and how do we know that it's true? Well, we're trusting in this. We trust in something that we believe is true mm-hmm. and faithful. 
What came before that? What came before faith? Sorry if I'm God. Sorry if I. <laughs> yes. No, it's and, and 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 that's fair. It's like what came before that because something had to be there for us to have faith in it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, even get specific with it. Like, when were you introduced to the idea of God? Mm. Well, I mean, that would have been when I was a kid from my parents. Mm, so you're indoctrinated. Absolutely. Same. Stuck Less with up. it though. Stuck with it. <laughs> Stuck with it. Not like those other chumps. They bailed. <laughs> I'm gonna see this thing through. <laughs> I'm a completionist. You know. <laughs> Yes. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you guys okay. gonna hear a lot of laughing. Yes. This is this is a reunion episode here. This is not serious. <laughs> if you haven't figured it out sixteen minutes in, we're gonna be laughing every other sentence. So who told your parents about God? So I love this. I love this. And it's funny, it's like I don't really know exactly where you're going, and that's what I love the most about it. Um, so with my parents, so my dad raised Catholic, mm-hmm. so there's, there's the idea of God, but for him, the Protestant, <laughs> you're, you're kind of seeming like it's not a good one. <laughs> I'm like, well, there's that idea. Be careful. My girlfriend's Catholic. Oh, sorry, girlfriend. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, I don't have anything wrong with that. But, uh, I would say so to where he is now in his understanding of God, um, that came from him reading scripture. Hmm. That's okay. Good yeah. outlet. There you go. Scripture. Yeah. That's one of them. Nice. But here's my other thing. Got I, it. How'd your mom know about God? Uh, that's actually a good question. You don't have to give like a perfect answer. That's true. So who who told your dad about the Bible? Who told my dad about the Bible? Probably his parents. Yeah. Somebody did. And yeah. who told them? Probably somebody. Somebody else, right? <laughs> yeah. Someone and, older. Wait. And then it keeps going back yeah. and back and back until when? Someone wrote it. Yeah. Oh, there, there you go. Hey. <laughs> Now we're making and why it. did they write it? Oh, they were inspired. Mm. That's what they tell us. Mm-hmm. Well, take the gospel story specifically. What do you mean? Why did they write the gospels? Oh, it was an account of Jesus's life. Yeah. Yeah. Because they believed it happened. They witnessed it. They witnessed it. With their own eyes. It's true. At least three of them did. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Mm. John. Mm. John. <laughs> well, actually, I I'm, I'm, might be wrong about that. Because Mark, who wrote Mark? Because Mark got all his ideas from Peter, but Peter's witnessed it. Yeah. And then he started the, talking. The other two were kind of. That's where Mark's just Mark like, too. and there was a lot of other things, but there was a lot. <laughs> Peter's just rambling on. Mark's like, yeah, et cetera. <laughs> but John. John definitely John. believed he was there. Oh yeah, 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 hundred percent. Are you gonna Are you gonna start teaching some multiverse theories? <laughs> there is another dimension. Well, parallel universe. <laughs> there we go. Now that's the master's degree I've been looking for. <laughs> oh man, can you hear me? Okay, I yeah. sound good. Okay, oh, you sound good. You know, I I always fall away and then also mumble and that's why I, I pulled you up a little higher than me. Mm-hmm. So that way, like I was trying to I was trying to plan ahead for that. Thanks. Because you're a little shy with the mic. You, you know. know me so well. Yeah. Thanks. Well, I also bounce around a lot. Yeah, it's true. Anyways, so <laughs> that's that's basically what I was getting at. Hmm. Is well, scripture was a good one to bring up because it witnesses to Christ. Yeah. But even before scripture, the church existed, and the mm-hmm. church witnessed to having seen. I mean, it was Which passed down before the gospel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. through apostolic witness that was passed down through the church. Yeah. Which the Catholics believe. You know, the 
the Catholic Church was founded mm-hmm. on Peter's witness, right? Yeah. And so each Catholic priest has apostolic succession, meaning that they have been ordained by somebody who was ordained by somebody who was ordained mm-hmm. by somebody going all the way yeah. back to Peter. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's how I know God. It's because somebody told me. Someone. And scripture witnesses to it. Yeah. Yeah. And so let's give a name to God. Who yeah. is God? Were you going to by the name he gave himself? Yeah. Yahweh. Nah. Jesus. Ah. Jesus. Jesus. I'm not sure which God you're talking about G- here. <laughs> The, the one, the only one. There's only one, Paul. Well, he's got three parts. <laughs> I, I got to go back and listen to your Trinity episode because it sounds like it might be heresy. Three parts? That's modalism. Come on, Patrick. Come on. Let me have some fun here. Let me have some fun. <laughs> when you say God, that's a big statement there. <laughs> There's three people in that car. <laughs> so this gets us into um, how do we know God? Because God revealed God's self to us. And how did God reveal God's self to us through the person of Jesus? Mm-hmm. And so how else would we know God if it wasn't for Jesus? Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, I guess in that side, yeah, because I mean, even with that, we see Jesus in the Old Testament as well, bearing witness. Maybe. Mm, I like it's it. It's up, up for debate. I like it. I don't I like, like to... it. Hey. I like it. <laughs> Jewish people have their scriptures. I don't want to interpret it for them. That's fair. Yeah. They did it for you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't read that stuff. <laughs> it's just fun to be here. I, it really is just fun. <laughs> it's going to be really hard to get serious. It feels wrong. It feels wrong to get serious. Because I'm over here having my teaching moment, and then I'm also like, so can we be funny? Come on. <laughs> All right, continue. I'm ready. Well, so how do you how do you feel about that idea? So, what I'm trying to get at, yeah, um, is well, I basically already said it. Is we don't know God, we can't know God unless God reveals God's self to us, and so that yeah, that kind of overwrites um, what we call natural theology, which is like we can you know work our way up to God through you know empiricism through perceiving, mm. you know, you, people will always, you know, often look at a sunset and say, well, that's proof of God. Mm. Sure. But we can't say who that God is unless God tells us. And so there's no way to God unless God reveals God's self to us. Yeah, I see. And that would be kind of going against like general re- revelation, if we want to use that term. So, yeah, general revelation is yeah. the other way of thinking Which about it. I, yeah, I think general revelation is a good way to look and be like, oh, there is a God. So general so, something exists, mm-hmm. but it's not going to tell you who exists. So I would say is that ge- what you're saying. I'm going to say general revelation is not possible until after special revelation. Oh, so interesting. We can't say that that is evidence of God until after God has revealed God's self to us. Hmm. And so because we know we know and believe that God is Jesus Christ and the Creator of the world, Creator of beauty, mm-hmm. when we see a sunset. And we, you know, perceive the beauty of it all. We can attribute that beauty to God as its maker. Hmm. But even then, it's cloudy because we live in what you might call a fallen world. So even our perceptions of beauty are, yeah, you know, fragmented. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So I guess to put it in another way, <clears throat> for my for my for my brain, you, you'd say it's kind of the idea of. 
you're looking at you got a big old sip there. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's kind of like <clears throat> you're looking at a painting, but you don't know anything about art. You don't know anything about paintings. This is like you're just out there. You're just kind of like, oh yeah, look at that. It's a thing. And you can't really appreciate it until someone, you know who the artist is, and they tell you, oh, this is what I did. Is that kind of... I mean, that's really similar. I don't... Yeah. I, I went in a whole different direction with, like, artistic interpretation and how you don't need to know who the author is to appreciate the art. But at the same time, once you know who the artist is, you can mm -hmm. know what they're about, what their themes are, yeah, what their character is. You have an episode on God's character. Mm -hmm. And that helps you to understand the art yeah. better, right? It gives you new eyes yeah. for viewing the art. Yeah, it's true. So you take somebody, take take the novelist. Um, well, actually, I don't know much about his biography. Um, but Cormac McCarthy, who just died, really famous mm. novelist, one of the, you know, greats of, you know, American writers. Mm. Um, somebody that's going to, like, go down in history as, like, a Steinbeck or a Hemingway, right? That's cool. That lived in our time. Wow. Um, his books were depressing as crap. Like, hmm. incredibly depressing. Definitely Hemingway. But theologians are drawn to him like crazy hmm. because they sense in the um, seeming complete absence of God, the total imminence of God. Hmm. And so McCarthy would design these worlds where I just read The Road, which is just an apocalypse story. It's hmm. a father and a son trying to survive the apocalypse, and they just walk this road the whole time. Is, there, is there a movie about that? Did they make... There's a couple of McCarthy books they've turned into movies. I want to say that is... That might, I think, I think I've seen it then. It's possible. Okay. So, yeah, that's helpful if you've seen it. Um, but this is a world that seems completely destitute of God. Mm -hmm. And yet, the boy himself is a Christ figure who carries the the eminence of God in the book. Mm. And he's he's the spark of divine mm. activity. And so the book ends with like this hopeful, like as long as he's alive, God is present in the world. Mm. I don't that's know. Really how we, I don't know how we got here. Oh, art. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. art. Mm -hmm. Art. Yeah, that's interesting. But I think, yeah, kind of going with that, that's what I think this is what you're saying. Well, so, so I'm saying yeah. if yeah. so so people go back and forth as whether or not we should read McCarthy's works theologically. Oh, okay. So if we read it from a secular perspective, you might even sense a sense of nihilism in his works, hmm. a hopelessness. But if you read it theologically, even in the darkness of his, you know, landscapes of his settings, yeah, you can feel the sense that there is a redeeming God behind all of it, anyways. Hmm. That's cool. So that change completely changes yeah. your appropriation of his works. Yeah, absolutely. So you're saying there has to be an outside, basically, it's the idea there needs to be something outside for you to be able to view it that way. Mm. Yeah, so like take yeah. take for instance the eternal God who lives beyond time and space and yet in time and space who gives meaning to the life we live um absence from, but absent from God how do we have any access to that meaning? Hmm. Yeah, it'd be tough. <laughs> it would be impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's unless true. unless you're Camus, and then you become an absurdist, and you're like, because life is meaningless, I have meaning. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> which I yeah. kind of am. Some days <laughs> depends on the day, depends on which side I woke up on. No, I think that I think that's true, and I think that's um, I think that's an important 
Oh man, you finished that. Paul, I accidentally downed it. Oh, <laughs> that means we got to switch over round We're already two. Switching abs. And let me let me finish this real quick. You don't drink as much as I remember. You know, I will say I've told everyone in here too. I'm kind of slowing down a little bit. I'm trying yeah. to because I'm like, I don't want to be known as like the alcohol guy, <laughs> but I love it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've cut back a lot too. I don't like drinking. Really? Yeah. You know, I, I've I found it's a that's a double edged sword with that word. Because I've, what I've found often is that when people hear drinking, they just assume getting, like, smashed. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I hate it. Oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that either. <laughs> but for me, it's like, I love just, like, the the art behind it and, like, the the experience of just enjoying, like, a really mm-hmm. good drink. Yeah. I but, feel like this is one of the few times in the past few months where I'm like, oh, I'm glad I have a drink with me. This is nice. That's cool. It's, help, it's helped me enjoy what's already an enjoyable experience. I think that's how we in, have to enjoy our relationship. Mm-hmm. A little bit tipsy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but with that, I think I think that's an important thing when we look at it, though. In um, when we look at other cultures, even one of my favorites to bring up is uh, like Native Americans, for example. Mm-hmm. They were over here way before anyone else got over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, politics aside, but one of the great things about that is we see a lot of the tribes when they write. And they talk about their knowledge of who God is. And it's like, well, how did they get that? And how do they know these things? How do they know how to pray this way and pray to this God and these, say these things mm-hmm. and call him these names? It's like, well, they know that because God told them. Hmm. And it's like, I think that is right there with basically what you're saying. <laughs> and it's like, um, I think, well, again, going back to general revelation, I think that's a great way for us to look and say like, oh, yeah. Something probably did this. Someone probably did this. Um, and I think that's where, in some ways, we can see some cultures go off and then, like, I'm I'm using a ridiculous example, but it's, like, probably not that ridiculous, but it's, like, oh, they're out here, like, worshiping the stars or here are these people worshiping a tree. And it's, like, because they see that there is a, a handiness to this, mm. there's an intelligence to this, but they don't know what to attribute it to. Mm-hmm. And it takes God saying, oh, that's me. Mm-hmm. I did that. Mm-hmm. Um, for us to be like, oh, okay, that's cool. Now I can see it from the lens of this is God, or this is what God did. Mm-hmm. I should say that. Yeah, and so I agree with I agree with that. Yeah, so that's but that's the that's the tricky part about general revelation is God can reveal God's self in those ways. Yeah, and yet um, there there's a difficulty in calling that faith because who are you who, I wouldn't, who is I wouldn't the god call that, I wouldn't call that faith either. yeah yeah um I had I had the phrase in my daggone brain <laughs> but who would you you know that's you wouldn't know what god's who is the god you're attributing um revealing themselves to you you don't know and that yeah I'm not saying that it's um you know me, I'm a universalist. So it's not mm-hmm. that big of a problem that you don't know exactly who that God is. Yeah. But when, you know, the eschatological um, end comes, mm-hmm. then it will be revealed. Fully, yeah. That's Jesus. That's what my faith says. Yeah. Is these, these um, the general revelations you have perceived without knowing who is the one revealing them, mm-hmm. all of that knowledge, the fullish, fullness of knowledge will come. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. 
That's interesting. <laughs> That's interesting. That's interesting. I remember you used to say it all the time. So I do cute. love that. So cute. So cute. <laughs> <laughs> Some things don't change. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's where, well, I think that's where it's interesting because then it comes down to, dang, I got to stop saying that. Now you, now you pointed it out. <laughs> um, where it comes to the idea of like testing. And I think that's where um, following something and then questioning something is important. Do you, I don't know if you see where I'm going with this, but it's the idea of like, okay, so let's say, Let's say, um, you know, you, you made this mug and mm-hmm. you're like, uh, and I come up and I'm like, yeah, I did that. It's like, okay, well, you um, or someone looked at this and said, oh, I can see that something created this. Someone created this. I don't know who. I don't know what. It could be the mug created itself. Mm. And then I walk up and I'm like. Which is crazy. It's absurd. The mug didn't, cre- obviously it has a maker. You can tell by looking at it. <laughs> you can tell. Anyways, Just look at it. <laughs> that's Thomas Aquinas for you right there. Yeah, right. Intelligent design. <laughs> <laughs> love it um and then you know i walk in i'm like yeah i made that thing mm. and they're like oh okay sweet mm-hmm. how can they tell me no they don't know <laughs> they've already admitted themselves they don't know what it did it so here i am being like yeah i did that like okay cool but now comes the idea of well why do we trust that mm. well have i shown myself to do other things like this mm-hmm. does that is that consistent or do we look at you who's made 15 other mugs exactly the same way? <laughs> and it's like, oh, Paul's full of crap. This guy's actually the maker of it. Yeah, I see where you're going. It's hurting my brain. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I don't have an answer because it, it does come down to faith, right? Yeah. And I, I would say, I think that's where, I think that's where faith really, sh- really shines and shows itself there. Mm-hmm. And it's the idea of, well, and that's where jumping into special revelation, I think mm. is really and so plays a key role. That's okay. So that's a perfect segue. Yeah. And okay. So, um, that's what makes Christianity distinct, right? Yeah. Is, yeah. and like, no, uh, uh, I'm not putting down any other religion, but what other religion has a God that reveals themselves? Right. As who they are. Yeah. Uh, Christianity has Jesus. Yeah. Jesus came and revealed. So other religions, um, while there are, you know, you could say, you know, um, the Torah is special revelations for Jewish mm-hmm. people. Um, Muhammad was a witness to Allah. Yeah. But Muhammad himself was not the incarnation of Allah, right? Right. Um, but we have, I'm not saying we're better, but, <laughs> <laughs> but we have Jesus who came and right. said... I am the one you speak of. Yeah. I am. Yeah. I'm the great I am. Which is, I think that's what's, that's what's so unique about it right there is the fact that we have special revelation, Jesus, um, who is aligning himself with special revelation, the scriptures Mm. and showing consistency with that. I think that's what's so unique about it with all, with what you're saying too. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, we do have, Special revelation on special revelation. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is kind of weird. <laughs> well, and so my understanding of scripture, and this is kind of something I learned from Karl Barth, who's huge on special revelation and hmm. really reinvigorated the conversation in the 20th century on the importance of special revelation, hmm. is scripture is only a revelation of God to the degree that it witnesses to Jesus, who is the special revelation of God. Hmm. And so... I, I know you... Uh, oh, that's interesting. You love yeah. your scripture, but 
For me, I do love my scripture. (laughs) Scripture is only important insofar as it witnesses to God. Yeah. In Jesus. I agree with that. I said in Jesus, not and Jesus. I wanted to make sure that was clear. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) No, I I, I 100% agree with that. So while other religions have... Yeah, scripture points to the fact that Jesus is who he is. That's what we believe. Exactly. And so while other religions, you know, I believe there is good to be found in, you know, most religions and um, people have their reasons for, you know, attaining faith in those religions. um, They don't have Jesus. Yeah. God, I sound so evangelical right now. (laughs) So proud. So proud. (laughs) I am so dirty. (laughs) Gotta go wash your hands, <laughs> you, you dirty rascal. <laughs> it's so weird because you know, you know, I, I was going through a really liberal phase when we mm-hmm. were doing the podcast, and I got even more liberal while I was at school. <laughs> but and then you started driving trucks. No, no, I'm not. I'm not saying I've shifted. I'm, yeah, I'm no, still. I'm, I'm still d- like. Yeah. I have a progressive view of Christianity, but mm-hmm. I'm even more set in my faith in Jesus is who He says He was. Like it hasn't. That's cool. Yeah. I don't know. It's fun. Like, it is I'm, fun. I used to be so like insecure about having faith in Christ. And now I'm like, <laughs> no, I do have faith in Christ. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, I think that's an important thing. And that's one of those that I've definitely myself. And I think doing this has been so beneficial to that for me. Where it's like, I mean, how I'm not pointing fingers at anybody. I could probably, but it's like, you know, how many of us really spend the time to be like, is God who he says he is? Is Jesus really who he says he is? It's like, well, I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> and I think when we really spend the time and the energy to to look into that and pray about it, it's there is that confidence that comes with that. Mm. Um, when we see it's like, oh, no, it actually, like, I do believe this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's conviction. Yeah. Yeah. You get Yeah. yeah. I, just, I mean, I used to say this on the podcast before. It's like, I can't help it. I can't help yeah. it that I believe in Jesus. Yeah, I can't imagine not. It's at not this point. my fault. <laughs> I didn't do this. It's either God's fault or my parents' fault. <laughs> I'm blaming someone. <laughs> and you know what I will say? The other thing that I've I've found myself with is some people might hate what I'm about to say, but hear me out. Am I going to like it, though? I think you might. Really? You might not, though. Really, though? I don't know. At this point, who's to say? (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I have found, and uh, I would say even more so than before, um, is I think there's a lot of things that we hold as core, we make it a deal breaker, when it really isn't. Mm. And uh, it goes back to what we said. I think it might have been episode one on this podcast, or technically two. But what it's like, it really is, um, you know, Christ crucified and resurrected. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if it doesn't disagree with the person of Christ and what he did, then it's not really a core doctrine. <laughs> and it's like, you might you might disagree with somebody, but it doesn't mean they're not saved. Mm-hmm. It's like, just because someone believes in... We'll take a random one. Like, if someone believes in Calvinism versus Arminianism, one's not saved and the other is because they believe wrong, that. though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, you know, or take something else where it's like, as long as it, basically the point of it, again, is just like, as long as it doesn't disagree with who Christ is, 
the the Godhead doesn't disagree with that, then it's like it it's not you're not not a Christian because of that belief. Mm. So it might be it might be weak, but <laughs> we can't gatekeep Christianity. Is Kinda, that what you're saying? In a way, we can, but the gate is. <laughs> <laughs> in the sense of it's like it's open but it's narrow do you believe the gospel alright cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's open but it's narrow oh man I don't know Paul I don't know I'll have to pray about it pray about it pray about it let me know <laughs> but uh, do, you, do you see what I'm saying with that yeah and no, I think I, I think that's the thing where it's funny because a lot of people would probably be like oh yeah exactly yeah 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 but then we say that and we keep a wider net <laughs> it's true no it's true 100% um. Anyways, I I want to go back and clarify some things about religious pluralism because let's do it. I'm trying I'm trying my best not to knock other religions because I want to say there is good to be found in them. I've already said that, mm-hmm. but at the same time, we got Jesus. It's so good. We yeah. It, that's I, I will I just say. Don't know how to phrase that. I will say. Wanting. This might not be the way you want to say, it, but I, what I will say for my side, for for my 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 the way I think about it is like. There's a distinctness um, that separates Christianity from other religions. Mm-hmm. And it's the fact that, as far as I'm aware, it's one of the only religions where God came down to man, where in the other ones, man has to go to God. Mm. And I think that's the and, distinction. And you can take that in a, a moral sense, and like it's works yeah. that get us to God, but also knowledge. What we're talking about now, special revelation is how do we how do we get to understanding God unless God comes down uh, yeah and reveal, reveals God's self through through the kenosis of Christ yeah um but even then so kenosis like that word that's that a big word God humbled God's self hmm. um Philippians 2 is a good verse to read on God, uh, Jesus being a kenotic God hmm. um even that Jesus's access to the incomprehensibility of God yeah. So even Jesus, yeah. we can't turn into this idol that limits how we understand who Jesus is. Mm. Like Jesus isn't limited mm. to who he revealed himself to be in the scriptures. Yeah. He's not going to go against who he reveals himself to be. Right. But at the same time, he's more. Yeah, it's true. Because there is that, there's that duality there of humanity and divinity that we see. And it's like we couldn't we couldn't experience him in his full divinity on earth. But we also didn't experience but in a, in a way it's like that's where it gets weird and I might get myself tangled up here. <laughs> I often do. <laughs> where it's just like yes, fully God and fully man. But there's a man side that we see and experience that's influenced by a divine side. Mm. Does that make sense? It doesn't, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the whole debate about Jesus' humanity and his divinity and how all that works together, but... Yeah. Um, Jesus represents the fullness of humanity. Mm-hmm. So Jesus is more human than we are. Hmm. Does that make sense? No. <laughs> Sorry. Well, let me put it this way. Jesus became human so that we could too. We are a fragmented, fractured version of what humanity is. I see what you're saying. And through the work of Christ, through conforming our self to his being, we become who we were created to be, which is fully human. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Thank you. 
Thanks for agreeing. I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's I think that's true. When we look at um, maybe another more Christianese way to say that would be it's like the brokenness, which is like yeah, we're broken and fractured, like you said, and through Christ's example and through His actions, we're able to become and do what we were supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing I would love to. I, I just have fragmented thoughts tonight. I'm pretty... Uh, Ready to cry? I wish. I haven't cried in years. You won't have to wish in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He's hoping in the absence. I thought you were going to squeeze it out. I was like, you were going to... Oh, sh- I'll squeeze it out. <laughs> You're not going to squeeze out Blaine's. <laughs> I just love... This is my water bottle that I use when I work out. Yeah, it's going to taste like licorice Hopefully. for months. I might be crying in the gym. <laughs> Paul, what was I talking about? You said you had fragmented thoughts. We were talking about... Oh, yeah. My brain is broken. But what was this fragmented thought about? Hmm. Well, we just... I was just... We were just talking about Christ uh, was a show of the fullness of man. Yep. Yep. After that. And then... <laughs> I can't believe we're drinking absinthe. This is wild. <laughs> oh my god. Cheers to you. Cheers. And actually, you know what? This is a little bit special. Yeah. Because the bottle that you bought me for my birthday. Uh-huh. Was it last year? Two years ago? Two years ago. Man, I haven't seen you in That's crazy. Over a year. That's be. crazy. Yeah. This is the la- these are the last drops of it. Oh, now I'm gonna cry. <laughs> oh, Paul. And I was so happy because I was like, I get to share these last drops. That's the really man I shared sweet. the first drops with. That is really sweet. Wait, was it for the July? Yeah. Wait, when's your birthday? Uh, June eighteenth. Yeah, it was around then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you brought it on that trip. <laughs> I love how we drank like. Oh, I shouldn't say that. Well, we, <laughs> you it, guys, you guys should know we drank like half the bottle that one night. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was a lot. It was extra tipsy. Version on more than tipsy. But yeah, tipsy all the same. We had a higher tolerance than I think. Back then, yeah, we definitely did. Because that's when we were doing three shots and a beer. Yeah. No, two drinks knocks me out. Dude, I did the three shots for the Trinity one. Yeah, I remember that. That's funny. Done. <laughs> I almost asked you if you wanted to do that tonight, and I was like, nah, that's a bad idea. I would have said yes. That's the problem. <laughs> I'm a sucker for a good time. What can I say? Um... No, we, what was your fragmented thought? We talked about. We were talking about. This is a Joe Rogan moment, right? <laughs> we were just trying to remember what we were talking about. Play that rewind, Jimmy. Jimmy, pull that up. <laughs> but yeah, special revelation going into Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Love myself some Jesus. I just don't know what I want to talk about, and so maybe that's yeah. a good segue because I really did get into this. Um, I'm kind of like this whole thing is like we're we're talking about knowledge of God, how do we come to know God, and we're using these yeah. you know doctrines and rational uh rationalisms um ra- rational rationale rationalities yeah yeah that's a good word that sounds smart um and I just don't care anymore like mm. I care, but I feel like I feel very limited mm. by these you know, by reason itself. 
And yeah. so, and yeah, this is why I need to start reading Kant. I made, I said that before we started the podcast. <laughs> oh man. Um, while I'm trucking, love, I'm going to listen to it on audiobook. I, I hope they have like a sexy like reader for it. Be, I do. When there's a nice voice reading, I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, I'll listen to this book twice. Yeah. <laughs> Normal, gonna, normal okay. speed. No, yeah. don't take it <laughs> no, actually, I love the direction you're headed, and and this goes in with some some Holy Spirit stuff, it's right? It's Appropriate for what you think so. I was thinking about here in a minute. Okay, you you talk. Well, I how do we know God? I don't know. Um, Jesus is the special revelation of God. He's how God revealed God's self to us. You're messing with my ears here. Sorry, I'm making an adjustment real quick. You're fine. Um, but Jesus sent his Holy Spirit to continue. Um, I mean, he sends the Holy Spirit to say, um, you'll have the Spirit with you always. If I go, then you'll have the Spirit. Yeah. And so that means we have the Spirit right now, and we have our spirits nice. to help us perceive the Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. And so in, in that sense, I, it, I'm going beyond knowledge of God and I'm moving into experience of God. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I don't really know how to verbalize what I'm saying because it's beyond rationale. Yeah. Um, I think it goes into a place where um, we no longer need to, especially between people like me and you professing Christians, like we n- no longer need to have an apologetic for why we believe in God. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We just go into the flow of God is, you know, completely imminent in my reality. Yeah. Goes beyond my thoughts. Mm-hmm. But God is um, who I experience constantly mm. right now. Mm. And why do I, it, it's almost, um, it, it, it's, it almost seems like it um, lowers the um, hard-hittingness hmm. of God being present and imminent with us right now hmm. to mention it. It's like uh, show, don't tell. Yeah. Does that make sense? Why do you feel... How does that hit I think you? think so. I'm getting real like zen or something. I yeah. don't know what it is. You know, it's it feels... It's actually very comforting. Mm, good. At least for me. Um, and here's what I'll say. <clears throat> so I'm taking it's something I've been praying a lot about too um for my own life cuz I so I'm taking the class at church I was telling you about and uh one of the things about that so I'm I'm a more like detailed person which I think is why I love studying theology and just studying I like to know things I like to pull things apart and like and I think it's fun it's fun for me um but what I find myself often doing is getting too technical, mm-hmm. and especially when it comes to experiencing God. And I think that's a taboo topic for some people because we're afraid of experiences and we're afraid of emotion. But I think that's that's that dual side. That's the that's the reform side of me talking. Where I still do. It's like there's times where at church and I'll be worshiping and I get scared because it's like I feel like I'm feeling it too much. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I feel like crying right now, and I think that's a bad thing, because I don't think I'm allowed to do that, when it's like, why is that a bad thing? Mm -hmm. Why is it bad to feel emotional, to let the music move you? Why is it, why is that bad? Um, And it isn't. 
But I will say, sometimes it can be. And that's where it comes to us, where it's like we have to have the faith and trust in what we know about God and the Holy Spirit to tell us when it isn't Him. Mm. And if we're in fellowship with Him, then we're going to know because it isn't Him. (laughs) I think sometimes we'll get it wrong, obviously. Um, But I think with that, what I say, what what I'm I'm trying to say is, for for me, what I'm trying to get better at is not being so technical in analyzing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when it comes to this, this thing is being presented to me. All right, hold on. Let me analyze my reaction to this. Is this, what are they saying? Let's break it down. It's like, what's the Greek word that's associated with that word in that song? It's like, no, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> We're, I'm there to worship the Lord, so let's worship. It's so oh, it's it's what I'm thinking of is one with the like worship lyrics. Yeah, that's a big thing. Yeah, there's a dialectic to it, and mm-hmm. so it's a yes and it's a no. And yeah. same thing with your emotions. Like, is it God or is it not? I would say it, yes and no. It mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. Uh, because that's that's the whole thing. Is like people. There's that one like screenshot from a TikTok that circulated a while ago that was like. I uh, grew up thinking I was feeling God in worship services, and then I went to a rock concert and felt the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now I'm an atheist. It's like, <laughs> okay, what if? <laughs> it was always God you were feeling, but at yeah. the same time, it was an emotional response. It was an emotional response yeah. to the worship music, but it was also God being present in this degenerate rock music. I don't know. Right, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that's that's where I'm getting with, I'm trying to be less and less critical. Mm. I'm trying to be less and less analytic. I do it too because I love it. I do encounter yeah. God in theology textbooks. All the time. I do. Yeah. But at the same time, I can, I'm uh, trying to listen to people I strongly disagree with mm. about who God is, um, even if they are professing Christians. That's why I even listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Because I experience God when I listen. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and and with these worship lyrics, who are coming out with from people like Hillsong and Bethel, and yeah. people that you know they're under allegations or they're just you know have some weird theology. Yeah, um, yeah. They write all of our worship music. It's true. And yet, I'd I can be, be listening to their music. We'd be surprised with how many songs people sing on a Sunday that are actually Bethel or Hillsong. <laughs> Most of them. Most of them. Most of them are. I think there's four different worship bands that make up like 90% of the songs we sing. Elevation, Chris Tomlin. <laughs> but yeah, even even if their motives are off or even if the lyrics are suspect. Yeah. That doesn't stop me from having experience with God. Hmm. Uh, and that's where I'm trying to get to is who cares? Like it it is important at the end of the day, but yeah. I think it's more important to experience God despite your disagreements with stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, does that make sense? I think so. And it's not to say throw your throw your study Bibles out. Because, <laughs> I mean, I think you'd say those things are important. Unless like you, it's like, uh, I'm sorry, the name drop. I, <laughs> it's the first one that came to mind. Okay, because it's the only one I can think of right now. But the like one where it's uh, the Jensen Franklin study Bible. Like, don't put your name on a Bible. <laughs> yeah. That's just bad taste. 
throw that this one out. This is the King James version. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, no. I'm not. I cool, mean, that's James. A, that's a translation. That's fine. <laughs> Whatever. But when you're like, all right, I'm going to take this copy of the you know ESV. Terrible translation, by the way. <laughs> we'll get into it. <laughs> and, then, and then you're going to make a study Bible, and you're going to put your name on it. Oh, well, even worse is like when you got like an American flag on the Bible, like, <laughs> yeah. Tying your politics directly do into. Do not, dude, please, please don't do that. Please stop. Love your love, love your enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just bad taste. Um, but again, it's it's one of those where it's like those things are important, and I I still love it. It's something that I think everyone should do. They should study their Bible, but it's when it keeps you from actually experiencing God. I think is when it's detrimental, and that's when you're missing a whole other aspect of God. And something that is like, well, I mean, well, it, it's, we, a lot of people put it in the terms of a relationship. And I think that's a great one. That's a great one. When you look at like a relationship with a friend, I don't analyze everything my friends say. <laughs> I don't sit there and be like, hmm, what do they mean by that? Sometimes I do. But oftentimes it's like, oh no, I'm experiencing a good time with my friend. Right now mm-hmm. it's like, we're laughing, and I'm not thinking about it. Yeah, we make a I joke. Had, I've and had, I, I had so many good thoughts while I was driving over here, and now I'm hanging out with you, and I'm not thinking anything. I'm just enjoying <laughs> the moment. Yeah, exactly. And it sucks because I sound like an idiot. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm here. I got you. <laughs> but that's the point. That's the point. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, no, it's true, and it, it's <laughs> sounds stupid for your friends, uh, <laughs> but it, it's it's the idea of. Just having a good time. Mm-hmm. Sure, come into it with thoughts. There's, there's. Sometimes I plan conversations to have with my friends. Be like, ooh, I really want to ask them this. And it's like, yeah, I'm planning ahead. I'm studying. I, I learn about my friend when I talk to them. But I'm experiencing my friend. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying my time with them. And even that, so I don't always mean what I say. Oh, same. Most of the time. <laughs> I don't mean, but especially when I get emotional, I'll say yeah. things and, you know, it'll feel, it'll sound like I think the world is ending. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just sad. Yeah. I'm just having a human experience. I'm feeling yeah. things. Um, this com- uh, quote by Camus, I used it to open up my thesis. It's, um, like great works, deep feelings always mean more than they are conscious of saying. Hmm. And so God... I I believe I've turned to so we're saying uh, sorry to get serious again but no do it we uh you know we're turning from we're going past rational discussion of God and now we're going to deeper than that um God is like a a great feeling he's he's he means more than what we can ever uh conceptualize and mm-hmm. communicate yeah and I'm leaning into that and I'm yeah. finding more freedom in that. Hmm. And I no longer feel like I have to know everything. Yeah. I can just experience. I, and so I, I don't really have a good, like, coherent answer to this kind of spirituality. But it is, yeah. at the same time, it's completely dependent on God's revelation in Christ. Mm-hmm. So I would not mm-hmm. come, I wouldn't be in this place of confidence and um, uh, synonym for re- relax, relaxed state. Yeah, <laughs> trying to avoid saying Zen. <laughs> well, no, I, I didn't even think of Zen. Zen, this Zen yeah. state, a Christian Zen state. Yeah. Although there's a lot of confluence with Christianity and Buddhism. There's actually evidence that Christ quoted Buddha, which I think is cool. That's interesting. Uh, 
Were they around the same time? Buddha was way before. Was he before? Yeah. I don't know the timelines for this. Yeah, well, there's lots of Buddhas. That's why you went to I school. I mean, there's the one main the one. The big boy. That most people reference, but there's lots of Buddhas. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Dalai Lama is a Bodhisattva, which is basically a Buddha, like an enlightened, okay. enlightened person. Like a flavor of it. It's Yeah, it's like Starburst or something. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the pink. The, the main one is the pink Starburst. <sighs> I, just, I can't be serious about anything anymore, Paul. <laughs> It's really bad. <laughs> oh, man. But I'm leaning into, you know, not having to have the right uh, words to say and yet feeling yeah, like I'm... Well, you said Zen. Yeah, I did. It, I mean, in light, it, it, Christ, it, Buddha, the Buddhists recognize Christ as a Buddha. Hmm. So, which is pretty cool. Uh, other religions do a lot better job of recognizing Christ as... <laughs> An awesome figure. It's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we can downplay him sometimes. <laughs> but I mean that's that's what it is. it's it's coming into this wholeness of our humanity and that wholeness goes beyond rationality and comprehension and logic and words. Yeah. And it's that feeling you feel when you're worshiping with music that you disagree with is still mm-hmm. genuine. Yeah. I I don't know. I think that's where that's where it gets it gets complicated too. And I know but it's like and the, again that's it's part of me it's like my technical brain is just like ah must formulate it. But then it's like but why? Mm. And it's like yes, if something is is like hey, this is not in um it's not consistent with who God is, who he's revealed himself to be, then it's like Okay, well, I know he's not contradictory, so that that one's not right. But this one's not, so let's let's go with this one too. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's how we're that's really how we should look at it. Um, I mean, even talking to someone people recently, prophecy's been a big thing that's been popping up a lot. Um, with that, it's just like, okay, I don't have any I don't have any problem with prophets. People want to prophesy, that's great, do it. But is it right? Is it wrong? Well, it depends. What did they say, and does it contradict what Scripture says? You know, it's like it's pretty easy writing them there. <laughs> I know you got stuff to say, uh, but I don't really care for modern prophecy. Yeah, as long as it doesn't sound anything like biblical prophecy, where it's like we're all damned, <laughs> yeah. and it's good like, things are coming. It'd be a little original if you just pray. <laughs> this is gonna happen. Um, yeah, but that that something you said earlier led me to a transition. Mm. Um, because I don't want to be hippy dippy about this. Yeah. I, I feel like everything I've said so far sounds like I'm being really hippy dippy, but I'm not. I'm I'm mm. I'm strictly rooting this Zen state, which yeah. I can't think of the word I was thinking of. So now we're just it's exclusively zen going with Zen. <laughs> Good that's vibes. A, that's a Christian term now. <laughs> we're adopting it. That we're, is actually Christianese now. Yeah, it's it's ours. We own it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're uh, joining into your. <laughs> colonization mode. <laughs> Trey the colonizer. <laughs> That's the name of this episode. <laughs> Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> Save me. If that's not rooted in who Jesus Christ was and who Christ revealed himself to be. Yeah. And who did Christ reveal himself to be? Christ revealed himself to be an oppressed Jew. And so... And not only did he he come as an oppressed, you know, from it from within an oppressed community under the time of Roman imperialism, mm-hmm. 
he constantly identified with those within the community who were themselves oppressed and those outside of his community that were also oppressed and marginalized, you know, yeah. prostitutes, um, drunkards, mm-hmm. hungry, homeless, unhoused. Got to use my PC terms always. It's nice. It's, you got to trick your brain, remember? <laughs> <laughs> I would not even know this, so I mean... Well, you don't hang out in my progressive spaces. I don't, I don't. So, Just yeah, why they we don't, don't talk say to that. me. We don't say that anymore. We say unhoused. Oh, it's um, good to know. I didn't know that. I, I think it is better. It's better. That's but. probably why they don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know these things. And so it's it's weird to, you know, talk about being Zen and enlightened because we have this, oh, God, now I'm getting into Christ consciousness. I didn't even mean to. <laughs> We're getting into the Schleier, Schleier marker, marker over here. Oopsie daisies. Oh, God. <laughs> but somehow that reality, that, you know, um, you know the, the joy of Christ, which I'm finally feeling like I'm starting to understand what it means, hmm. you know, the, the joy of Christ, not, not in competition with other human emotions, but also ever-present. Yeah. Um, that at the same time if it is to be true and honest, does have to be rooted in who Jesus Christ was. And so yeah. we can't go off and live in our little fantasy lands and pretend we're living in heaven while there's other people suffering. Yeah. Because Christ came and died for the suffering. Yeah. And so those two realities have to coexist or mm-hmm. it's imbalanced and yeah. we're, we're living off kilter. Hmm. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, it's true. And that, that's where it goes back to the idea of justice. Yeah. God came and did this for us. So how could we not respond by doing the same for others? Yeah, that's a good way of understanding it. I mean, God did it for us. Yeah. We immeasurably owe it to God's creation, though. Yeah. But... I'm getting tired. Man, why are you making it so heavy in here? I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's very thick, isn't it? It, it is. It got too thick. It's good. It's, I like it. I should have known this was too heavy of a topic for That's a surprise, it. you know. Delete. Appearance. <laughs> yeah, let's just not post this one. <laughs> this one's for us. It's too serious. <laughs> sorry, guys. Too serious. We're out. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm not done talking. I'm done. I'm done being this serious. Yeah, but I'm not done talking. If that's okay with you. Oh, it's absolutely okay. Because but I, what I what I will say real quick. Yeah, go for it. Just to kind of put a cap on that part. Go for it. Is the one thing I I do love, and this happens with a lot of my friends, which I think is cool. It's like, even if we're not like totally on the same page about it, it's like it is cool how often we can be thinking about the same things. Mm-hmm. So even with this, where you're talking mm-hmm. about the, oh, let me kind of like. Take a step back from the technicalities of everything. It's like, let's enjoy who God is and enjoy the joy of God. It's like, dang, I've been praying about that too, and I've been thinking about that exact same thing. Yeah. So I think that's cool how God can can do that. Yeah, I mean, so my struggle right now, um, you know, I, I, I move through these progressive, progressive spaces, mm-hmm. um, and we have an emphasized um, sense of caring for those dispossessed by society. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, there's so much bitterness and resentment mm. in what I'll say is my community, mm. you know, progressive spaces, that it's exhausting. Mm. Like, 
I don't know how to say their concern for the poor and you know the marginalized and oppressed is right. But yeah. at the same time, at the way you're going about it, we're not going to see the uh, progress we want mm. because mm. we're all exhausted and we're all bitter and we're all resentful and we're all cursing God for allowing this to happen in the first place, mm. for people to be dispossessed in the first place, for you know, uh, white people like us to you yeah. know, be racist and white supremacists and um, you know, network our entire society around white people being the best. Yeah. So I'm 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 pursuing not a middle ground, mm-hmm. but what what I hope is um, probably what uh, was it Richard Niebuhr or Reinhold Niebuhr the brothers uh, would say Christ you know over and against culture mm. and yet in culture. Mm. Um. So that's that's the journey I'm on right now. I don't know how to you know yeah. frame that. Um. And but my answer to um, overcoming the bitterness and resentment and yet still having this deep concern for the dispossessed mm. is recognizing this Zen space where yeah. um, people are in terrible situations and yet you can still feel the joy of Christ. And actually, yeah. by living into the joy of Christ, you'll have more endurance mm. in running the race of... Um, I'll live a, use my progressive term here liberating Hmm. those who are in bondage yeah that's good thank thank you that's good i like that i like it too and i just kind of slowed well just kind of came up with i didn't know we were gonna we we're talking about the knowledge of god (laughs) (laughs) but i think these all no it it definitely ties in they all tie in that's what that's what i'm trying to emphasize is knowledge of god is completely rooted in the person of jesus christ and that's who I see Jesus as being, as somebody who is dead set on constantly being among the marginalized and dispossessed. Hmm. And yet the scriptures witness to him being a person of joy. Yeah. He laughed. He cried. Yeah. He enjoyed good company. Mm-hmm. He drank. Mm-hmm. Just like this. Oops. <laughs> Probably more than we did, honestly. And may, maybe he could, I mean, he more, could have had a good time. I mean, they drank wine a lot, okay? They like to party. Their parties were like four days long. a secret. It might have been actually a week long. Some of these parties, they they knew how to throw a wedding. I'll say that. Anyways, so (laughs) this is my new... (laughs) This is the new rebranded tray. (laughs) I'm I'm coming up with it on the spot right now. (laughs) (laughs) My theology is uh, happy Jesus. That doesn't flow well. Happy Jesus, who you know also liberates captives. I don't know. There's something there. There's something there. I like the Happy Jesus part. I That's gotta good. figure out the second half. Yeah. We'll think <laughs> about it. We gotta work. <laughs> Jesus is my superhero. <laughs> See, well, we gotta stay away from cliches because those are never effective. No. Except for cold opens. It's true. <laughs> and memes. <laughs> We're not trying to meme over here. All right, where's this conversation going next, Paul? So I feel like we've been going for over an hour now, which has been great. That's standard. Dude, yeah. It is flown. Yeah, I'm just the thing is, say, is like I want to keep talking, but I don't yeah. know how much of it should be recorded. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that, and I'll say for me, there's a lot of things that I'm still 
in process on. So I'm still I'm still like, hmm, I don't know if I want to put that on a recording. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't want people to hold me to something I don't even fully believe myself yet. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. And who cares? Yeah. So I here guess. we go. I am, uh, <laughs> I am not limited to who I what I say on this podcast. I'm yeah. I'm so much more because Jesus was so much more, and I'm trying to be like him. True. Yeah. It's a progress. It's a process. It's the process. And I I would hope that if anyone's been faithfully listening to this point, you know that I changed my mind. <laughs> yeah. Same. Yeah. I've changed my mind five times in this episode. <laughs> Middle of an episode, I have changed my mind. <laughs> But I mean, I'm I'm literally, and they only hear the episodes I post. They don't hear the ones I re-record. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fun doing this podcast again because I'm remembering how nice it was to have this platform to work out my ideas. Yeah, these, I, I'm telling yeah. you things I've been feeling for over a year now because mm. this was wrapped around my thesis. Mm. My thesis went into like Pentecostalism and aesthetics. Yeah, and I was doing that because I was trying to go beyond a rational approach to God. Mm. I was trying to get. Mm. Because Pentecostals are so embodied, they're so aesthetic, they're very emotion forward, I use them as a focus for getting to a place beyond rational approaches to God and to, you know, just living into, living in the spirit. These are people of the spirit. That's their, that's Pentecostal nickname. Honestly, I think it's kind of a beautiful thing. The church I go to, I think they align them, they say they align themselves with more AG, but these people are Pentecostals. (laughs) AGs are Pentecostals. But they're white upper class Pentecostals, and so the closer you get, okay. to... <laughs> I, I actually wrote that in my thesis. Is like the closer you get to power, the more the you know traditional Pentecostal you know jump around, dance, speak in tongues start yeah. to fall away. I see. Okay, yeah. so they're not a hundred percent there yet. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. they're they're, in the, they're working toward it. <laughs> um, no, and I think that's the one thing that's like it was scary for me. And it, sometimes it's still like, whoa, this is different. But it's like, it is a beautiful thing to watch someone so trusting. And they're just like, they're just believing what they feel. And they're believing the experience they're having with God. Assuming the best. Yeah. And so that's the thing about Pentecostals. I love Pentecostals. And, you know, even the, even in the past two years, I've, you know, I've identified more and more as a Pentecostal. Because I was raised, you know, like my high school years, I was raised Pentecostal. Mm-hmm. I, you know rededicated my life to Christ in Pentecostal church. I went to Southeastern Pentecostal school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, while I was there, I didn't know what it meant to be Pentecostal. And I even like started moving away from that. And mm. then I went off to this Methodist, you know, progressive seminary. And I was like, Oh, I'm definitely Pentecostal. <laughs> um, because I have an inspirited worldview. I, yeah. I, the yeah. presence of the spirit is incredibly important to me and it's, I emphasize it. Yeah. I, this, um, I want to do life in the spirit um, yeah, because I don't absolutely. think I can live without the spirit. Um, but so what I was trying to say is even though I disagree with 90% of what Pentecostals say they believe, mm. when I see them worshiping, I believe that. Yeah. I believe what they're experiencing is true, even if yeah. the words they use to describe it, I don't agree with. Yeah. And who cares? Let's be fair. They don't read their Bibles. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true, man. No, Pentecostals are pretty faithful. I'm teasing those boys. No, oh, they're, they're I special. tease them. I tease them. And uh, the other reason I focused on them is because they're the fastest growing religious group in the is world. Is it really? Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh I yeah. I know that. Pentecostals are. I mean, the so Christianity itself, the global center of Christianity, used yeah. to be the West. You know, like Europe. It's moving south, and mm. so 
Mm. And that's because Pentecostalism is spreading like crazy in Latin America and Africa. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And so that's cool. It's it's even if you're anti-Pentecostal, you should yeah you should understand what's going on there because yeah it's, absolutely it's going to be the majority movement. Yeah, and that's one thing I will say that I think is that I've always that I see. It's like I feel like we it's again it's like we've got two sides of this coin, and neither one can just work well together mm-hmm. <laughs> when it's just like here you've got like the more reformed side and they're just like no that's bad and i was like why is it bad <laughs> and they're like no that's bad like okay why is that bad <laughs> and it's like you're both doing something really good i would argue mm-hmm. but why can't you do both good things <laughs> so i mean I, i'm making it very simplistic but <laughs> even that like that like what what would you call that? that? Conflict? Yeah. That's present in these two separate groups. That same conflict is present just in us. Just yeah. in me as an individual, I have those conflicts. Same. Which is why I kind of identify as like a reformed Pentecostal. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I read Calvin's Institutes for a class and I loved it. Uh, I'm trying to think loved of how to combine it. those two words. <laughs> <laughs> reform Acostal? <laughs> reform Acostal. That's what I was thinking. Um <laughs> uh, Kind of form that, that's too close. Whoa, to whoa, 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 that's too close whoa, to the other one. What, what? We'll stick with the first one. <laughs> Cut that. Cut that. <laughs> so why do you hate ESV? Yeah, that was a good transition. Is good. it because it's misogynist? Yeah, it is actually. That's part of it. <laughs> actually, Here, I, I was. A, I got actually, a picture for you. So believe it or not, I didn't know that before, and I started reading more about. Mm. It, I was like, well, I wouldn't say me being me. It's like I think it's just a poor choice by a translator. Mm. But here, let me uh, let me show you a picture and just describe what you see. Okay. Okay. I love this. Oh, let's see. I see some very nice tailored suits. Yeah. <laughs> Who's wearing them? And some. <laughs> well, uh, I see ESV in front. They're all yeah. white, old white men. There, there. That's it what is. Trey wore. Yeah, that's. It's... I was I was dancing around the bush for him because <laughs> I knew it's a glaring obvious. <laughs> it's all. Old, that's important. Yeah. White men. And you know what else is important? Do you know what the ESV is? What it uses as well? What? E. <laughs> it, for God, that's fine. I'm over it. No, no, I'm talking about for people. Oh, well, so that is yeah, part of that's it. That's what it's you're like going into. Where, yeah. there's, where other um, interpretations will say brothers and sisters, ESV yeah. just goes brothers. It's like, yep. why would a woman even want to read this book? It doesn't have anything <laughs> to say to them. It's true. <laughs> But and so so the whole idea, and this goes back to I wanted to connect this with special revelation. Mm. And so James Cone had this quote, and I had a uh, one of my seminary friends who's going to do a PhD uh, wrote a really great essay based on this quote. It's by James Cone, founder of Black Liberation Theology in the '60s. There's no universalism that isn't particular, and so what that means is there's no. Um, we don't have access to universal truths without going through our own particularities. Hmm. And so for the ESV to be interpreted by just old white men and to say this is the universal best translation, translation which they did. They said this yeah. is the final translation. Yeah. This, is, this is the new, like the same way they talked about the King James Version. Yeah. This is how we're going to treat the ESV. This is universal. Everybody should use this translation. But who did they let in the translation room? Only old white men 
And so when they come across tricky passages, like yeah. should we say, you know, they're the only translation that does the the woman in the, not not the First Timothy version, but the the in the mm. in one of the Corinthians, Paul also talks about women being yeah. preachers. Yeah, they put a comma in a place that makes it seem like it's obvious that women cannot be preachers in the church, where oh, other translations put the comma in the phrase Different right place. before that completely changes the meaning of the verse. It's the only translation that does this. Interesting. I, I should have done my research and pulled it so I could show it to you, but. But and, and then also you have to think of ethnic minorities. Like how are they reading scripture on their behalf? Mm. They're not. They can't. They don't know how yeah. to. Yeah. No, that's and fair. So, so I I'm, was I was laughing at first because I was holding back a topical joke. <laughs> what's the topical joke? When when people come in like this is the best translation. No one can beat it. It's unsinkable. <laughs> That's two on the nose, Paul. That's terrible. We're, st- we're still mourning the death of those old billionaires. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Tax evasion. That's my theory. <laughs> yeah. Well. I'm sorry. <laughs> Any millionaire's wife who's listening, billionaire's wife. Sorry. We're, we're only a millionaire. Sincerely, like you have your own subjectivity. You are, yeah. are valid to feel sad. Yeah. But also share that. And money. if you are sad, give me your call money. Call me. Come on. I'm an eligible. (laughs) (laughs) I'm terrible. He will. He does not sign prenups. I'm willing to marry for money. (laughs) Love is optional. (laughs) Like any good Christian. I love how we just contradicted everything we said. said. (laughs) Yeah, we just immediately aligned ourselves with the world. Yeah. (laughs) Left our Christian identity 20 seconds ago. Anyway, so uh, here's my question, because I don't know the answer to this. Go for it. Um, Do you know why they chose to only, for the example you brought with like brothers and sisters, they chose to only do brothers. Was there a specific reason they did that that you know of? I'm sure if you look at the text, that's the, the original Greek probably does use masculine and leaves out. I I haven't looked into it, so I'm not going to give an answer, but I imagine that's, because it, it it is bizarre that it's basically the only translation that does that. Yeah, I mean, there's a chance that in the Greek it's a non-gender term. Like I a neutral. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I mean, I obviously ha- I have a different approach to you know biblical interpretation. Yeah. First of all, I consider all interpretation pretty much a paraphrase because we don't really understand the original yeah. text. Um, so we're putting it in our own words. We're doing we, our best. What we think it means. Yeah. That's a paraphrase. Um, so I don't see any reason to leave out brothers and sisters and be inclusive. Hmm. There's no, I, you're not going against God's word by yeah. being inclusive because right. God's character is inclusive. It is yeah. to include. Yeah. And so I, why would we leave out, you know, half the population? Right. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, no, don't ask me questions like that. Cause I don't read my Bible anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually really love love reading scripture now because I read it in such a different light. Mm. I used to, you know, I used to read it, you know, how I always read it, even though my beliefs were changing and my mind mm. was expanding and how I understood God. Um, when I would read scripture, you know, I'm a universalist. That's a yeah. that's an important fact because when I'd read scripture, I'd be like, uh, hell is definitely real. I'm definitely going because I'm <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Um, but now I can read it and I'm like, oh, no, I have new eyes for this. This is, mm. I can see how, you know, you know, the wheat and the chaff and all this comes together and yet it still ends in perfect reconciliation and mm. redemption. Um, so it's fun now. I love reading scripture. It's so poetic. It's, uh, and I don't, I don't force it to, I don't force myself to understand it. Yeah. I just experience it. Yeah. It's kind of like these worship songs. Hmm. I don't know if they have good theology or not. I don't know if this interpretation is great or not. Sometimes I do pick <laughs> up the ESV. I'm not going to... Yeah. Like, I have... My Some... prettiest copy of the Bible is an ESV. I believe it. So I want to use that one sometimes. And I'll say sometimes it says things really well. <laughs> like, when Dude, it leaves sorry. out sisters, it's great. <laughs> no, no, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> Paul is a misogynist. Yes, sir. And I'm willing to marry for money. Don't forget that. <laughs> and also, <laughs> I do respect rich women. Very much. You can tell oh, me man. what to do. <laughs> so, anyways, I don't, yeah. I don't have a good argument for why I like the NRSV, but that's my, my go-to translation. It's just different than I like ESV. I like, I like the NRSV. I, will, I, have, I have read it a little bit. I don't have a physical copy, but just online. And I like it, too. And so the NRSVUE, the updated edition. Man, they just can't stop. <laughs> yeah, this is a recent edition. They they made sure like their uh, board of interpreters came from you know a diverse group. It wasn't oh, all cool. old white men. Yeah, that's cool. So I think that's helpful because it changes the way we understand. Uh, it, uh, a good resource for this, for you and for anybody that listens to this. Um, is it? I think it's called Reading the Bible While Black by hmm. Esau Macaulay. Okay. And so he does some interpretations of his own. He reads the Exodus story in a way, and he, like, there's a certain section where he, like, it wasn't just Israelites that left Egypt. It was also other ethnic minorities. Hmm. And scripture, the most interpretations just wash over that. Okay. And so he's a biblical scholar. He knows the Hebrew. Yeah. It's there in the Hebrew. Interesting. Yeah. And so... If you're an old white hmm. man, you're just gonna read over that and say the Israelites like, just got okay. out of there. <laughs> but that's interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Sorry, in case the mic didn't hear me. Yeah. For some reason, I feel like that book is called Reading While Black, but it's reading the Bible while black is the topic. <laughs> just so, reading. So it's, it's just reading. <laughs> so it's you know yeah. that that quote. I, there is no universal without. That's not uh, particular, and so um, reading through the black experience, um, reading people. Um, from the black community, their particularity can help us understand the universality of truth, yeah. uh, of the truth of who Jesus was. Yeah. Um, because, you know, as a dispossessed group in America, mm-hmm. they have a special um, connection with Christ, the Christ Jesus of the Bible, yeah. who was of a dispossessed group. Yeah. Um, it, with, is, it is funny because I think we often forget I say, I think, I know, we often forget <laughs> that Jesus was not a white dude in mm-hmm. America. He came from a very different culture. It's so funny is that all <laughs> of our churches have white Jesuses. Yeah. But you depict Jesus as black and everybody's freaking out. What the? <laughs> it's like, that's wrong. You know it's wrong. <laughs> they're all wrong. <laughs> and yet this one's the problem. <laughs> Buddy, you might be racist. <laughs> Go look in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, but no. So, but I think that that stuff's important to remember because it's like, and I, I think that's a, that's a very unique exp- um, 
um, perspective to have on it too, looking at that as as a black person um, in the U.S. Because it's like, yeah, you have more ways to relate to the Jewish people at that time, mm-hmm. and even now in some ways. It's like at that time, then I do as someone who didn't grow up with that kind of a background. That's not my background. Yeah, well, that's the, you know, I'm, I'm, I hate the way that, you know, privilege, like white privilege is just like spread out all mumbo jumbo without any like coherency and clarity about what it means. Um, But our privilege, we to the degree that we have privilege, and I, we do have certain privileges simply because we're white and because we're male, mm-hmm. uh, blinds us from seeing Jesus as he truly was. I do believe that. Mm. And I do believe by... Um, what's the best term? Being in solidarity with those who are of oppressed societal groups can help, you know open our eyes yeah yeah we gain we gain a new perspective on it yeah yeah anyways fun fun talking to you paul (laughs) i don't want to stop this has been really good and even if you don't want to stop if you go somewhere else to go i'll i'll keep going i'll keep going (laughs) no honestly um this has been one of the fastest going podcasts i've done in a long time probably since the last time i was on i I think so (laughs) Well, to think about that, so the last one we did together was the finale episode. That was a two-hour one. We went for two hours straight, Yeah, and we could have definitely gone longer. And I didn't say anything, right? How long do you think we've been going now? Hour and a half? Yeah, on the dot. Wow. Then you're good. (laughs) I got this internal clock. That's impressive. Jesus tells me. (laughs) You were praying about it. spirit. Please, please, please. Hour and a half. And I'm over here like, I think it's been like 20 minutes. I don't. I just have uh, the th- <laughs> this podcast is mostly going to be incoherent because it's been two years and I have so many things I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm just like, bam, bam, bam. I want to jump here, there, there, there. And that's so great. it ends up just not saying anything at all. But that's fine. That's why we pick a broad because topic. we don't care about reason anymore. <laughs> Throw it out the window. <laughs> I mean, that's not it. But get rid of it. That's what Trey says. It's it's fine. It's important. <laughs> But it's not <laughs> yeah. the ultimate. It's penultimate. Yeah, I think it's like it's part of something that is also bigger. Because I, I think that that's. I think my, my mom was talking about this a long time ago. And it's a great way to say it, where she's like, um, "It's like we think about it. We have a blanket on the floor, mm-hmm. this big old blanket, mm-hmm. and then you curl one of the ends ever so slightly, and it's like that's what we know about God." Yeah. In this vastness. Mm-hmm. And so I love Job. I always come back to it. Whenever I think I don't love Job, you I really read it do. again. I'm no, like, you really do. I love myself from Job. And here's here's one of the, th- one of the reasons I love about it, too, because it always puts me in my place when it's the, oh, I can reason my way to understand who God is fully. It's like, okay, well, then where are you when the foundations of the earth were laid? <laughs> like, oh, shoot. <laughs> And and that's that's what's so humbling. Dang it, I'm getting emotional now. That's what that's what Ricky Webson. <laughs> that that's what gets me about it. Cause it's like, okay, so who are we to say that you can only know God by reasoning him? Mm-hmm. It's like, how can you not learn 
about God from God experiencing him in worship, in walking around the lake praying, mm-hmm. in driving to work, in whatever. Like, who are we to say we can't gain revelation, to use that word, about God through those things, through experiencing him? We can't. <laughs> we can't say that because we only know this little tiny edge of who God is. Mm-hmm. When we'll never know the vastness of God. Mm-hmm. Well, and so I would say the church, well, not the church, but church worship, yeah, is a necessary break in secular life to remind us of God's presence in all of life. Yeah, it reminds us. I mean, it's it, when you're worshiping on Sunday morning, that should remind you, hey, it's this. God is just as present when I'm driving to work. Mm-hmm. And so you hear the word preached. You yeah. hear, I mean, that's the the role of the pastor is to preach the word and point to the gospels. Yeah, to point to the Christ of the gospels. And then that should remind you that overflows into all of life. Yeah, reality is shaped by the crucified Christ. Mm-hmm. And and even yeah. uh, like, well, I'm gonna say this wrong, and if he was alive, he'd crucify me. <laughs> But but Karl Barth would say that the uh, crucifixion and resurrection event is so um, is superhuman. It's mm. not. It's while it happened in history, it's also beyond history. Yeah, and therefore history is defined by that event. Hmm. Hmm. All right, we gotta get out of here. That's good. I gotta get to bed in like thirty minutes, and I got a forty-five I, minute drive. Oh, you have a forty-five minute drive? Yeah. Oh shoot. Yeah. Need some uh, something for the road. <laughs> Dude, thank you so much for being here. Dude, this and was for awesome. making this work. This was so awesome. This is a special. I love it so much, too. It's it's killing me. <laughs> so it's good. It's killing me how much fun I'm having. This is so. This is. I've had so much fun doing this. And I feel like an idiot. And I like. <laughs> But I love it. I'm comfortable with it. Yeah. I love it. And I'll tell you what, this is the least I've prepped for an episode in a year. I didn't prep at all. I texted you today. I was yeah. like, what do you want to talk about? It was like three hours before we did this. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, sweet. I'm ready for it. But it was fun. So how did we used to close close the tab? Is that Let's close the tab. What did oh. we? Hmm. We chugged the rest of our absinthe? I'm out. <laughs> you pretend to? Yeah. Okay. Cheers. And cheers. <clears throat> ah. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining. Thank you to you, Matt. No, I was kidding. <laughs> They're not here. <laughs> but thanks, anyway. Thanks th- for having me on your podcast. Dude, thank you for coming on here. And Annie doesn't edit this podcast anymore. Oh, I forgot about Annie. But Annie, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Annie. Thanks thank for you. helping edit this podcast she has a she has a note from our finale episode she wrote on a sticky note when she was editing it she wrote tipsy theology not drunk theology (laughs) (laughs) and i've saved it (laughs) because it's amazing it is amazing (laughs) but anyway guys thank you so much for listening in hope you've enjoyed this i've enjoyed it i know trey enjoyed it i enjoy this so much this was so much fun um, I hope there was something good in here. 
I know there was good little nugget. Little nugget Who cares? Points. It was good for me. <laughs> it was good for my soul. It was good. I feel I feel better having done this. I don't feel tired at all. That could be the cocaine. <laughs> we don't do. I just want to say we, we don't. I know I'm not on here as much, but my name is tied to this podcast. We do not do cocaine. <laughs> I do not. Never touched it. Okay. I don't even know what it looks like. <laughs> No, that was a joke. I don't do that. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much, and I'll talk to you hopefully sooner rather than later. That's my new checkout. That's, that's good. I liked it. No, thank I liked you. it. Thank yeah. You.